Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer with its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by ChatbotPH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph There's a no monopoly on intelligence. You see your, 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 the lowliest of your people in your organization, they have a few tips in their minds that when shared with you, may turn out to save you millions. Welcome to Hustle Share. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bait Young. Welcome to episode 46 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host, and we are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia. And this episode is powered by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. Now, before we begin the show, I'd like to remind you that there's a lot of adult language being said here, so make sure there's no kids around when you're listening to this. And also, I'd like to apologize in advance because the audio quality on this episode is not as great as it used to be because we recorded this episode 
in a karaoke booth in Singapore. So I'd like to apologize if it's not the best quality that you are used to, but I guarantee you that this episode is going to be very special because we're going to be talking today with a data activist. And his name is Wilson Chua. And this episode will cover how to use data for good. Because our guest today was able to solve dengue in his hometown of the Gupan, Pangasinan, just using data. But before we begin and talk about that in detail, let's track back. Because he's going to share how he started out his hustle by being a CPA and how he was able to learn a lot of skills while he was helping out their family business. Wilson will also share how they used the internet to improve the lives of thousands of people in the Gupan. But it wasn't easy because Wilson had to go through so many challenges early on to take their business to where it is now. Wilson will also share why he moved to Singapore and the advantages of businesses to work and incorporate in Singapore as well. And this is where it gets interesting because Wilson will now share how he shifted his career in focusing primarily in data analytics. And also don't forget to take down notes because Wilson will share how to be a certified ethical hacker, how to get started in data analytics and the tools you need to be an expert at this, and how to use data to help solve big problems that the world needs. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a data activist, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are international again, and right now, as we speak, we are in a karaoke booth somewhere in Singapore. Plaza Singapura. Plaza Singapura to talk about data. Mm-hmm. And today we have a very special guest because I've been wanting to have this guy on the show. And I remember a few months back I even asked you, "Hey Wilson, are you free?" Because I, I've been you, I've known you for a while. Yeah, but I don't I know. know exactly what you do in detail. And again, welcome to the show, Wilson Chua. How do I properly introduce you in your career? A so, data analyst? Well, how would you classify yourself? So I'm rebranding myself. Okay. So I'm. I'd like to see. I, I see myself as a data activist. Data activist. See, so like, you know, data for good. Data for good. But okay, let's. This is very. So when you say data for good, what do you mean? So we're finding a lot of major problems in society. Okay. That seemingly are insurmountable. Okay. But when you combine it with the talents of a lot of friends mm-hmm. that have the same advocacy at you, as you are, and right. then you use data, mm-hmm. you can generate insights that can help solve Correct. or alleviate the harmful effects of a major societal problem. Similar again, this is still very hot as we speak, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a few weeks back or a few months back, uh, Netflix released this great documentary called The Great Hack. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Cambridge Analytica was able to mine data and manipulate key elections that now affect the whole world and most of the world is now led by authoritarian governments, mm-hmm. right? And 
if you just trace back on how that data is there, because data doesn't have emotions. This data doesn't have intent. Correct. Right? And data can be used to now change stuff in, in a, like a positive way or a negative way. But before we get into deep, we'll do talk about that in the the second segment or where we do a deep dive of what you do. Okay. Well, so I'm, I'm curious of uh, asking, uh, how did you start your hustle? Because you obviously say that, uh, what's your hustle? But let's talk about now, what's your hustle today? So today, I have three seemingly unrelated, Okay. but as my friends say, you know, there is order to the chaos. Okay. So, um, first of all, I fired an FOI request to the NPC before. Okay. In my What's past, an FOI for those people who don't understand? Uh, right. So it's a freedom of information request okay. to the foi.gov.ph website. Got it. Asking for NTC for information about the frequencies in use by the telcos. Okay. So what were the telcos doing with the data? So they have their own data. Okay. And nobody's sharing. So each one knows what they are doing, okay. but nobody really knows a the whole picture of how the Philippines okay. being served by mm. the telecommunications companies. Right. So we wanted to see, you know, where are the weak spots, where are the underserved and the unserved areas, okay. and you know, uh, also measure, really, really measure mm. the true bandwidth speed of our uh, citizens in the Philippines. What are they getting for their wow. money? Right. That is uh, just just hearing that from the get go in your first hustle. Now, this is hard. Because this is there's so much animosity towards each telco, and now there's a third telco coming in. I don't know how that's gonna start the pot again, but yeah, there, it's 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 a it's an oligarchy per se. There's a few players they kind of they're in a frenemy state, but they will never share and expose their ass. So we're thinking, hey, you know, if you're a government agency and you don't have the data, how can you expect to manage and to govern? as a government agency right you would be a captured agency you're an, you're at the mercy you're at the mercy of the telco okay. so we decided among a group of friends to start a crowdsourcing adventure okay and you know we we have on board uh, social media and marketing gurus Got it. Uh, we have devs wow and you know um, a lot of people uh, helped in Okay. And in the end, we were able to produce enough data to map all over what? Over 30,000 cell sites wow. of the telcos. In the Philippines? In the Philippines. And, and what, what, is the, what is the picture now? So the picture now is, you know, a, a lot of the telco facilities okay. are in Metro Manila. It's Metro which makes sense. I you know, the money's there, yeah. But there's so much underserved markets in Correct. the world. Yes, so now, when the when the DICT is coming up with their common telco uh, tower policy, mm. and you have a lot of interested parties, they can now rely on those data sets to figure out, okay, the wow. telcos are not here. I can set up my tower here. Wow, that's amazing. Now, on the, on the other hustles that you do, what are the other things that keep... That's already heavy. Holy shit, I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> on the other ones, what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? So, the other hustle would be uh, mosquito-borne diseases. The dengue one. Dengue, okay. uh, Zika, Chikungunya, wow. and those uh, brain mm-hmm. enlarging diseases carried by mosquitoes. Okay. So the common factor here is the mosquito. Mm. And not being doctors, 
we're not looking at it from the point of view of vaccines okay. or medicines mm -hmm. because we felt that you know we could make a dent right in mosquito borne illnesses if mm -hmm. we could take out the mosquito yeah the source the source right you don't you're not reactive in a way where oh shoot someone's bitten now let's cure them right let's go to the very fucking source of exactly got it all right now the other one so uh, okay i already have the next question in my mind but what's the other hustle that you do so the other hustle is related somewhat to the the mosquito ones is okay. because mosquitoes breeding cycle depend okay. on temperature and humidity wow so we decided okay to have an enough data set to be able to predict uh, impending epidemics caused by mosquitoes okay. we also need to capture temperature and humidity thankfully another group of people env.ph uh, okay. uh, is collaborating with us and we set up a site called amihan.xyz and then here it goes. Okay. Since we since we already have the Arduino sets Got it. doing the temperature and humidity, how hard is it for us mm -hmm. to add particulate matter sensors? Wow, I don't so, even know what that means. What's a particulate matter sensor? So it measures the number of small particles in the air. Wow. Apparently, there's this size called 2.5. Okay. If enough of it is in the air and gets into your lungs, it gives people an 18% increase in cardiovascular events. What? Yeah, nobody knew that, right? Okay, so, all right, let me track back. Let's backpedal a little bit because okay. you're telling me so many amazing things I've never heard from anyone. And again, we being Facebook friends, you always post about this. Yeah. But I want to know where it started. Let's backtrack and mm -hmm. go ride the hustle share time machine now. Okay. Let's go back. In, into your first hustle. So let's go to LinkedIn. Again, not sponsored by LinkedIn, but hopefully you sponsor us and whatnot. <laughs> How did your career start out? Because you knowing all these things come in, right? And now we're you're officially resident in Singapore. How did your fascination towards data and all these things originate? Yeah. So I'm a trained accountant by profession. Okay. UP Diliman BSBAA Batch 79. What does accountancy have to do with data? But I okay, can't. Well, it makes sense. All right. Well, so we're, you know, as accountants, we're trained to balance figures, look right. at the data, and look at the numbers. At the uh, 79, you know, what, what was that, 40, 50 years ago, okay. you know, it was just numbers. God. But those numbers are now being collected by people, mm. and if you collect enough of those numbers, that mm. becomes insightful data. Got it. But, okay, so from that point on, did you do any local work in the Philippines? Because I asked you prior to the to, to, to prior to recording this, you said you've been here 10 years. Mm -hmm. But 10 years is just a part now yeah. for you. But how did that come? So after be, uh, being uh, in accountant. an accountant, did you go CPA right away or did you veer into IT right away? Um, so I, I paid my obligations to my family first. Okay. So, you know, traditional Chinese family. Right. You don't work for others, you work for your dad. Got it. And the business was? Uh, lumber and construction supply. Wow. And so, this is based where? Because you're originally from Dagupan, were you? Correct. Oh, yeah. so you're so that's, that's where the family business is. Got it. So, um, while while working days, okay. during the days, I right. was studying during the nights. And what were you studying? Whatever I could get my hands on. Wow. And then here's this thing. Okay. One day, there's this called this thing called BBS. What is BBS? It's a bulletin board system. You dial using ah, a modem wow, into Manila, wow, wow, and wow. then somehow you can get 
things that you that is not available in the gupa. Right. Yeah. So. Earning, so the backbone of the internet. Would that be? It, it was the start. Got it. It was the start, mm -hmm. and at the time we had to pay long distance fees to oh PLDT. So you're that to be like, why do I have long distance? Right, and so <laughs> and so now when the internet came out, right, right, and I saw its potential, okay, for for it to be the highway for data mm -hmm. to be shared, collected, and disseminated, okay. Uh, we quickly applied to be the first franchise for Moscom. What is Moscom? So Moscom is the first Philippine commercial ISP. Wow. Right? So I went to Dr. Willie Gan and I said, okay. Dr. Gan, I can help you expand Moscom very, very fast. And okay. The idea here is you franchise and I'm going to be your first franchisee. Got it. But Coming from that point of view, and now you, all of that tech is self-taught. Mm -hmm. Coming from a, a point of view, an accountant, what's the, what was the adjustment? Because I mean, there are similarities. I understand, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be stark differences as well. How was difficult with that adjustment? Talking, you're coming from a CPA, and of course, of course people will be like, "Do you even know what you're talking about? You're a CPA. Who are you? Did you ever did you get that type of treatment?" Well, the common theme surrounding that was mm -hmm. you needed computing power. Got it. Right? Mm -hmm. So in the morning, your day job is to right. collect the data for your accounting financial statements. You figure okay. out, you know, which parts of your operations need your attention. Okay. Right? And at night, what do you do with those computer facilities? Mm. You play games with it. <laughs> <laughs> you go BBS. Right. Right? And then once the internet came out, you connected the online. were open. Yeah. So wow. now you realize, oh, okay, um, the traditional difficulties of um, the Gupan, which, you know, it doesn't have a really cool library system. Right. That's not the problem anymore. God. Right? I can access anything I want online. But how hard was it? Because I'm pretty sure there's not too many people who saw what you saw. Right, and you're you're this evangelist. Pretty, pretty sure some people would always like, oh, what's this crazy guy saying about internet? We have this field. We need to do the field and whatnot. It's, it's it's rural. I mean, that's what it is. And by the by by default, innovators always get that treatment because you're you're preaching something that does not exist or does not impact their lives yet. But in the future, it will. And then eventually, you're gonna be revered. But at the start, yeah, you're gonna look like the fool. It's pushing a big rock uphill yeah right so like it's it's not like preaching to the choir where oh. everybody agrees with you. right and right. they just echo what you say so like it has to be persistent okay consistent and you have to show small wins right away got it but how did you get that done because you can't be alone who are those things that help who, people that help you out? So we, we have, uh, you know, my, my classmates from UP, okay. my friends that are also techies. Mm -hmm. And so we exchange notes. And here's the thing, because of BBS and internet, even though they are widely geographically dispersed, it's like, you know, we talk to each other every night. Right. So the ideas flow freely among ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so our level of learning okay. really accelerated. Got it. Okay. What was those conversations like with your friends early on? Were, were they, of course, they had their own agendas. Like, oh my God, there's this internet thing. What can I do with this? Everybody would probably want to do something. How did you get them to join your cause? Initially, the early years was really more of 
uh, taking care of the bread and butter first. Of course. And the bread and butter was? Uh, the family business. Okay. Right? The early years were really concentrated on making sure we have a stable financial base. Makes sense. And so that made, that took what? A, it has some a, a decade, bills, right? uh, Yeah, a decade of, you know, uh, cobbling the operations together so Got that it. It, it's uh, stable. And, and then I'm pretty sure you, you learned some skills that would help you prepare for this this voyage that you're you're or this crusade yeah. technically that you're getting because you know okay you're you're just like what Jack Ma said right yeah. look for when you're in your 20s or 30s look, <laughs> work for a good boss yeah and the good boss was here probably your dad or your, your family well right. yeah well sad to say when I finished my studies in UP okay. I was a terrible boss okay got it <laughs> now, what were those learnings that you then learned in your early 20s and 30s that you were able to apply now to, to, to those things um, the number one thing I learned is there's a no monopoly on intelligence. You see, your 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 the lowliest of your people in your organization, they have a few tips in their minds that, when shared with you, may turn out to save you millions. So always listen. All right, now let's take a quick break, Wilson, and when we come back, let's talk furthermore into your career and how you're now able to impact millions of lives and thousands of lives with, with data and how you were able to now hone this craft very well. But more of that after the break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages, this is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. Welcome back. We're still with Wilson Chua, who is a data... Uh, how did you... Again, data... Activist. Activist. 
activist. That's that's just what yeah. this episode is going to be called. Mm-hmm. The hustle of a data activist. Mm-hmm. So prior to the break, Wilson, you talked about you know how you're able to now hone those skills and learn from the time of the business. Mm-hmm. What was the time when you said, "All right, my time to jump. It's on me now." When what that? What was that business first? Um, so. Remember, we were an ISP, mm-hmm. and before that, we ran a paging business. We mm-hmm. were also the franchisee for Easy Call Communication. Got it. So you know, Easy Call, Packet Bell. You know, Got these it. are things the younger pagers. generation right. will never know. Google it, pagers. <laughs> pagers is how we communicated before. Okay. So the insight there was, people will pay for communications. Yep. That's the key insight. Because okay. back then, it took ages for a telephone landline to be installed. Wow, uh, just just shed some light for those people who are young ones who have no fucking idea because right now everything's instant. You go to a store, everything. Before, how hard was it to get a landline? On? And these are the ones that are what do you call those? The landlines, the copper cable. Yeah, um, yeah. So like usually it's a year. You a apply, year. It takes you a year. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That's why there's telephone boots before. Exactly. That's why we're Superman. If you don't understand why the hell uh, yeah. Superman goes, to, if you're a kid listening to this, that's what it was for. Because so, it's, it takes forever. So now the once you, you know, uh, I make it sound like it was it was a very sharp insight, but right. you know, it was something that in hindsight. Okay. In hindsight, oh, okay. So this is what I did. But during that time, <laughs> was like. Uh, no, I didn't see the bigger pictures then. Right, right. But now, in on hindsight, it's like data communications. Got it. So once you have data communications and the Got internet it. came out, mm-hmm. it's data storage. Got it. So it's because before all that communication, where were you storing it? What was it? What was it? Just went through the door. It, it was yeah. It was out there on the internet, Got and then it. we decided, hey, you know, it, it needs to be stored. So we we set up a web hosting business that later on became a data center. And this is not before cloud. The cloud not does before. not exist. How do you store and what was that infrastructure like and what are the things you had to take a hold of to make that work? Um, a lot of very capable partners. So okay. I'd like to do some shout outs. Let's to, do shout out my to my alumni. Alumni is like um, to like uh, Francis Vidal. Okay. And um, John Christopher Ko, okay, two of the best people you could ever hope to work with. Okay. Like you know, we had nothing, and they made something out of nothing. God no. Yeah. <laughs> so they. So John is now in Australia. Uh, Francis is in Manila. Okay. Yeah. And what did they do to to help you get this done? So we didn't know a lot of technologies back then. Right. Security zero zero mm-hmm. about security. TCP/IP. What's that? You know? <laughs> So, like, yeah, oh, debit credit, that shit. <laughs> yeah, so like we had to learn a lot of things right. very, very fast. Okay. So we got like hot every every day, every week. Got it. And finally we got fed up with it and so we invited and we were not a lot of people know this, yeah. uh, but we were the ones that put in Easy Council's certified ethical hacking course in wow. the Philippines. Ethical hacking. Yeah. So again, for for a common man, in layman's term, when you say hacking by default, there's a negative stigma to it. Mm-hmm. But when you say uh, uh, ethical hacking, what is that? What is that in in, in that context? Well, so like you know, uh, it's not going to be enough for one year, one hour. <laughs> right, right. But, but in in a, in a sh- sh- like in a short version of it, what was that? So the course teaches you how to hack. 
okay. so that you know how people hack you Got and you can it. be one step ahead and protect yourselves from the attacks that are coming absolutely yeah so it's basically preemptive right yeah it makes making sure that okay i will destroy myself to, to so like you know when you hack and the the tool says you know this is available or this is effective only if the system is not patched wow so now from the other side from the good guy side also so that's the reason why we need to patch that yeah is. so it's things like that that is amazing then how are you able to now help other companies and help i mean this is all building blocks of what we have now from a call center industry data storage you have that as a backbone or the manifesto yeah what was the hardware like in the back end to to make that work because there's no cloud right now every everybody's easy because okay upload boom you don't know where it is yeah so so that's where francis vidal was instrumental back then when you started out everything was bare metal wow. you wanted to host something bring your box <laughs> So you like can relax back. <laughs> so so like you know the data center was a room full of you know servers. Right, right, right. Now Francis came comes to me and say you know this is not scalable. Okay. We need to do virtualization. Virtualization. What year was this? Um, you know back when the cloud wasn't even invented yet. Wow. So he was the guy that said to me we need to invest there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we did and we did not look back. Wow. So now, you know, um, I'm, I'm pretty space efficient. Okay. In the same amount of space, I can host something like a factor of 20 times more. My God. But of course, also maturity and timing. Exactly. But back then, what were the early challenges? Because again, uh, there's, there's only a few who would understand that. Probably in 10, you'd be lucky to get into it. <laughs> what were those early conversations like with the corporates? Like, hey, you need a data center. I'm here. Or how was that evangelization point to to compare to what it well, is now? Well, um, we were we were very 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 far ahead of the curve. Got so it. when we were trying to market, people were saying like, "What's the internet?" <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I didn't so like you know, how can you three years ago? It's like, yeah. oh, what is a chat box? box. Chat? No, they don't even say chat what. You say chat box. Yeah. Oh, what is a chat? It's not a fucking chat box, motherfucker. So, so same, right. same boat. Okay. So but how difficult was it? Because I had a demo. What were you bringing? The whole box, the whole thing, or you do? How did you do that? So, so the proof of concept is the actual sales we can bring in for the clients from overseas. And from your point of view, you know what they would look like because of the accounting background. Yo, look at your balance sheet. You're gonna be in the black in X amount. Yeah, so that. it's like ROI. Got this it. is your investment, and this mm -hmm. is what the additional revenue will come in. Right, so like it's a no-brainer. You don't have to. You you make the technology transparent, a black box. You don't have to know about it. You just know that if you put this money in, this is how much money you're going to get. And that's a good advice for startups now, because uh, even even wh whatever stage you're in, you don't talk about the features. You don't talk about all these things. Mm -hmm. What is the prime benefit to that user to improve their life, or especially if you're B two B, how's that going to make you more money? Exactly. Right? And there's the first mover advantage. Imagine, imagine you're the only hotel in the Gupan City with a website. Boom. Boom. Right. All these foreigners, how are they going to book? Correct. Who are they going to book with? It's Boom. you. Exactly. And then over time, your first mover advantage will be degraded. Correct. Because everybody else now will have their own website. Right. Right. 
And that's the thing. Uh, as a first mover, you have your tap target at the back. In Chat.ph, we had that, right? Until mm-hmm. now, we're still slow. Uh, but again, now we're trying to up the ante. And that's why I'm here in Singapore. Yo, yeah. slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm pulling up more rabbits in my ass with Chat.ph. Right. So <laughs> so now the war or, or, or the competition is now heating up. Right. So everybody now has website. Everybody went into SEO. Right. Everybody now goes into data analytics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yeah, and here's my philosophy with that. And let me know if, what do you think about it. In all my businesses that I create, so first one is chatbot PH. I mean, in, 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 in party file, nobody was doing it. Everybody thought it was crazy. Boom, it threw. Unfortunately, I made a lot of bad moves. It failed. Chatbot, boom, first mover. Blazing fast, right? Blue and then Ocean. Now, yeah, Blue Ocean. And now I'm doing another business called Podcast Network, mm-hmm. which basically will then be another way for me to to to, mm-hmm. to, to, to trailblaze something that nobody saw. All right. Because in, I believe that if you're following a trend, mm-hmm. you're too late. Yeah. Because someone already thought you're just going to be playing catch up. Is that the same philosophy that you saw? Um, when I was younger. Okay. That's the philosophy. But over time, you also learn to duck. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean by ducking? Well, if you're ahead of the curve, you're, your head is the one exposed. True. Right? So everybody's aiming at you. Got it. So you, you sometimes also want to um, let the other guy go first. Got it. But be, be prepared to stealthy. Stealthy. You know. You're behind him right, and you're cool. ready to sprint. Got it. Okay, so you're just waiting for the right timing. And in Dota terms, if you're if you're a Dota player, whoever you don't want to be the guy who got first blood. Uh-huh. You know, you want to be that next hero who just blaze through the trail and exactly. and kill. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's a great advice, especially for me. Yeah. Now, Wilson, you're now in Singapore. After all these years of now blazing trail, yeah. how did that business end up? And then how did you get here? What's that opportunity like? So, like. The tax regime in Singapore is awesome. You shed some light. What do you mean by that? I understand what it means, but for those listeners, our hustlers listening to that, what does that mean? So the nominal uh, tax rate in Singapore is something like 17%. 17. 17. In the Philippines, what is, what is, what is it? I think it's 35. Yeah. So basically, every every 100 pesos you make, let's just use simple math. Yeah. The government's going to get 17 pesos. No, no. The In the Philippines, yeah, if 35. You make... You make 100 pesos, 35, 35 goes to the... Here, it's just 17. Yes. See, that's almost double. Not only that. Right. You now have consumption taxes. What is a consumption tax? Your GST or your VAT. Right. So now, the the remaining 65 pesos in the Philippines, you go to a McDonald's. Correct. The VAT is what? 12%. 12%. So 12% of what you're paying for goes to the government. Wow. So there's so many things. Again, it's it's stacked against you as an entrepreneur. If you're in the Philippines, yes. Okay, so why did you go here? So the tax regime is one. Uh, peace and order is the, the other thing. Right. And, you know, I got fed up. Uh, when you when you sell to corporates, they'll, they'll always tell you, you know, it's a decision made by head office. Head right. office. Sorry. And you're in the group and, yeah. you know, okay. their head office is Manila. What the hell? Let me just leapfrog over to <laughs> the Asia Pacific right. HQ in Singapore. Not even Manila. Not right. even Manila. You know, bye-bye, you guys. Right. So yeah. that that was the main catalyst. Why? How difficult was it being... A, 
And did you get the underpass from a Filipino to migrate here? Because so, what if what if someone's listening right now? Yeah. And say, hey, you know what? I want to do that move too because my business is stuck somewhere here in the <laughs> Philippines. Maybe I need to go to Singapore. Because just a little side step as well. I yeah. did that too for Chatbot. Yeah. I didn't incorporate in the Philippines. Yeah, I incorporated Singapore. here in Philippines. Dude, overnight. I remember, I remember suggesting that right. to you before when we it's, met. Absolutely. Yeah. Overnight, I mm. got. Uh, 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 Very fast. Yeah, and a tax break for three years up to 300,000 sing. Yeah. I will not get taxed. Do you yep. know how much? <laughs> that's a lot of money. Money, right? If you go overboard that 300K SGD, mm-hmm. that means you have a really good business and you wouldn't mind paying the exactly. tax. Exactly. Yeah. Because you already get a head, stop, mm-hmm. a head start. For you, how difficult was it and what was the benefits you got right so so another shout out to my sister and brother-in-law yeah. julie ang and lim penghan this is for you hello shout I, yeah so i was visiting them one day and they they said you know singapore is maluwag mm. uh, what's maluwag in english um, uh, i have no idea <laughs> so it like you know it um the lenient it's very it's very it's very easy to apply and get in at the time you know that was like 10 years ago okay so they said now is the time so i asked them what do i need to do you just file a business plan and pay ten dollars what what okay no brainer all right boom but you did you also need to have a local singaporean director yes which is your uh, brother-in-law uh, no, you can hire them. There's right, actually then, right? There's actually an entire industry of Singaporean citizens that can stand <laughs> for to become your corporate secretary. I was first fortunate for Chatbot that I had a friend. Shout out Jonathan Chu for for. Uh, <laughs> we go way back, and we're really good and friends. You're saving like two to three thousand dollars a year. Thank you. Dude, that's peace. the that's the rate of our friendship, Jonathan Chu. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Okay, so. From that point, what happened next? So we were approved. Okay. So we had to set it up. Right. And by then, we already had our call center in 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 operations. So it was a Singaporean base from which we can uh, get more business okay. from the Asia Pacific companies. Uh, right. And the ops was where? So head office was here. Mm-hmm. All the money technically would need to be funneled back here mm-hmm. at one point to declare the, the earnings. But the operations were where? Still in the Gupan. Singapore Dagupan. Correct. Wow. So, um, not a lot has been said about this, but one of the features in Dagupan is people there are more loyal. Loyal. What so, do you mean by loyal in what way? So, like, you know, you, you go to Manila and you can see the turnover rates in call center. Very, very high. Yep. Yeah, our call, our turnover, while it still exists, is much, much lower than the ones you see in Manila. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So tolerance and loyalty also, I guess. Exactly. So uh, what do you think would some factor in, in, in those? Because as, uh, aside from our Manila listeners, we also have a lot of rural listeners mm-hmm. from, from the Philippines. That, you know, we would may probably shed some light that that can be a, a business advantage for them. Correct. Uh, if they're gonna set in a role, because it doesn't have to be in Manila all the time. Right. There's so much more opportunities outside of the US. Re- re- remember, as the cost of internet goes down, yep, and the rate of and the and the traffic in Manila goes up. Right. Why do you need to be in Manila? The right. internet is a great equalizer. As long as you have the bandwidth pipe into your place, no traffic, exactly. cleaner air. And we now have the data, courtesy of Amihan.xyz. There you go. <laughs> right. Shout out to Amihan.xyz. Yeah, we now have the data. We have Perfect. cleaner air. Absolutely. But 
um, from a business point of view, I think this is where one caveat as well mm-hmm. that I, I've seen the tendency. So there's this new wave of non-Manila uh, entrepreneurs, and they do it via the freelancing market. Mm-hmm. I like that. I actually do, because I was a freelancer too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what's lacking is the community aspect of it where okay i'm covered i'm good i'll flex my new house i'll flex my new car blah 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 i think the next step we need to take would be to look at your neighborhood and see how can i provide that person a better livelihood knowing what i know and i think that's what you did here because you didn't just like all right i'm cool i'm the hero of the town f all y'all i'm not gonna do that right you look at the bigger picture and say, hi, I'm, let me provide jobs. Yeah. To uplift the whole town where it's not just me who's hero, who's boggy, right? It's the whole... Let me cite some statistics. Okay. Before us, we were the only call center. So, um, let me cite some some numbers. Okay. While we were the first call center in Dagupan, mm-hmm. uh, 10 years later, there are now mushrooms of call centers in Dagupan. Got it. And most of them are our ex-employees. And how do you feel about that? Well, I feel happy. Exactly. Right? Because you now opened up so many more opportunities. And that's what entrepreneurs do. Yeah. You're not supposed to be selfish about things. There's a community aspect. Exactly. All right. Now, let's take a quick break. And again, look forward to, uh, to, to how you then maximize all of these learnings while you're in Singapore. But mm-hmm. let's talk about that more after the break. Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn 
earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and loans. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Hustle Share podcast. We're still in Singapore in a karaoke booth. <laughs> I swear, I'll take a picture of this and upload uh, it somewhere and just see how 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 OG we were in this one. I'll take a picture. But Wilson, before the break, you also mentioned that you know um, you you're now in a call center industry. You, there, all these things are happening in the Gupan. What? else did you do here in Singapore What that, that took to the next level especially with now you're I'm pretty sure you're obsessed with data like yeah so I got introduced to data while I was taking my master's degree at NUS NUS shout oh out God. to my classmates in NUS what up Asia Pacific's number one there number one this is not just Philippines number one this is creme de la creme of Asia Pacific of APAC right so what did you learn in NUS that because there's one more NUS alumni that was here before uh, I think it's uh, Brian Koo mm. who is the president I, I never oh, knew yeah. he's a NUS alumni yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken so uh, don't quote me on that but he studied here uh, okay. right? so a lot of Hustle Share uh, past guests here always studied abroad. I want to get the perspective of what you learned on a master's degree here in Singapore. So you you get to increase your network of friends. Network. Not right? just Filipinos because Nanyang or, or Singapore, uh, right? And whatnot. Or Asia Pacific. We're actually, the Philippines is the odd man out because everybody here in this trail 
is super interconnected. Indonesia, right. Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, whatever. It's interconnected. We're in a row and we're outside of the road per se. So what I like about NUS is they practice diversity. So the class, the the cohort okay. that we're in comes from all countries. Okay. So just by attending the master's class, I now expand my network of friends to all over the world. And what was that network like? Who, who, are, who are your classmates and what did you uh, able to uh, rub elbows with? Um, okay, there are two people. You know who you are. Okay. Uh, because I can't tell you their name because then they would have the license to kill me. <laughs> But you yes. know who you are. Is this the triad? What is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Hopefully it's not no, the triad. No, no. They, okay, they, right, they right. work in the ministries of government. Oh, wow. Yeah, so exactly. Deep. So because it's a master program, okay. my classmates are mid-level to upper-level executives. Uh, executives, private and public. Wow. And what are the opportunities you get by having that kind of network? Well, you have first-hand perspective. You gain a insight and perspective into how people of uh, different cultures think okay. and what values they place so so things that we we value so much may not be that important to them Got it. right so like if you have a burning house okay other cultures they may take out their photos right. because that's the most important thing for them yeah. as it's the prejudice <laughs> <laughs> Like, so, so no, what about my prejudice? So, so, so yeah. those are the things like it's an eye opener. But then I get to I get to be exposed to new ideas. Got it. The tons of reading, mm. and that's where I got first exposed to data analytics. And what it now? You're a data activist, you say. Mm -hmm. When you say data analytics and you've been exposed to so much data, whether it's in a ledger or a balance sheet, now it's through a call center mm -hmm. or a data center, mm -hmm. what type of epiphany did you get out of this, this, this view? So when I saw the data analytics tool, I saw them over a longitudinal basis. So on a year-to-year -year basis, the tools that come out makes it even simpler, easier and easier yeah. for you to perform analytics. Correct. To the point that, you know, one day in the future, a 10-year-old might be able to do data analytics on his own. Exactly. Actually, another shout-out to my nephew, Jansen, who I taught uh, data analytics by uh, the Microsoft Power BI. Wow! Wow! Exactly. So, and here's the thing. A lot of the technology mm -hmm. that can be used is just not in plain sight. Yeah. But you need to be able to get that. Just like data, it's mm -hmm. actually just right in fucking front of you. Especially if you're a B2C app or a B2, you know, anything that has customer facing. It's what you do with that data that's important. Because again, in the great hack, I'll, I'll step back. We're now in an age where data is more expensive than oil. Yes. For the longest time, this world. Data is the new oil. Exactly. Yeah. Data is the new goal. And so. Because other people also think that way, they're okay. setting up silos. Exactly. So now for public good, we're frustrated by the fact that we can't get the, the data that we need to analyze. You are no good. Even if you are the number one champion in data analytics, if you do not have data to work with. That access. You do not have access. So there's always two ways, right? I mean, it's, it's chicken and egg sometimes. Whether you gather that data man manually, 
Cambridge Analytica style and whatnot, or do you mine it from someone who's been sitting on it and doesn't know what the fuck to do with it? Yeah. Right. So what's the proper strategy to get that? Given that you say it's not in plain sight, how how do you get that that data and to analyze and what's the move? Because at the end of the day, data is supposed to it's a, it's an old old saying numbers don't lie, right? So what is an action that you need to take? How do you then get access? You said. This is all siloed. How do you get access to that? Uh, you keep on expanding your friends network friends. on Facebook. So that's why every now and then you will see, hey friends, I need this and I need yeah. this. Looking for recommendations. Looking what? for this, looking for that. Got and it. you'd be surprised. A lot of people PM me and Wilson, this is what you need. It's for a public good. I'm willing to share this with you. Boom. And that's it. I think that's one thing a lot of people should also learn. Don't be afraid to ask. Because mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose. Probably you're here. And Filipinos are always here. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't ask for this. Whatever. But dude, that can open up so many doors. But you have to be intentional mm-hmm. about what you ask. Mm-hmm. Always. All right. Now, Wilson, after the Singapore thing, what did, did you do anything else data-driven that you know we're able to do in your call center? What was it now? Um, I'm speechless because I'm doing a lot of things. So, right. which one of the advocacies would you want me to focus? on? I guess let's talk about the hottest topic right now okay. in the Philippines. Because recently, I mean, that's not recent. This is 2016. This article that you did, experiment, where again in the Gupan, you were able to literally almost eradicate or fucking eradicate the whole proof thing. of concept. It's proof not. A, concept. It's not eradication, but proof of concept that data can be used for good. So they, so just to sum it up, Wilson was able to solve the dengue problem in the Gupan for a small place, for a small place, for a limited time. Yes, using data yeah. as the tool. How did you do this? And share with us how you. Were able so to it that. starts with a cholera epidemic that happened in London, 1854. Wow. Yeah. None of that's for so So this is another John Snow. Not okay. the Games of Thrones John Snow. No, okay. This is a doctor, uh, John Snow, okay. who was uh, arguing with this other doctor that okay. says at the, at the time they were thinking cholera is spread by air. John okay. Snow said, No, no, no. I think it's spread by water. Wow. So So to, apparently John Snow knows something not nothing <laughs> and you know what so what john snow did was yeah. he got all the patient data for okay. cholera in 1854 in 1854 handwritten somewhere yeah with a papyrus no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he got all the data and right. knocked on each door and interviewed each of those patients wow and then he marked them on the on the map okay so visually he showed people like you know this is the cluster of uh, right. cholera and in the middle was the broad street pump wow so he says you know they finally settled the argument of whether it was spread through water or for through the air okay. they took out the pin of that hand pump and that was the culprit all along and the cholera epidemic went away got it so being inspired by this I mean, cholera is a different beast mm-hmm. because we're in, in dengue or any other mosquito-borne diseases. We're, def- we're just a different animal, literally. <laughs> yes. Right. How did you address this? What was the problem in Dagupan? And how did you map it out in solving dengue using that same approach? So, first of all, Dagupan became the epicenter of dengue epidemics 
in Pangasinan. It had the highest number of dengue cases. What, are, what numbers are we talking about here? Um, I don't have it off the top of my mind, but Roughly. I can tell you it was the top in the entire wow. province. So at the time, the Department of Health uh, the regional infectious tropical or whatever the, that the, is, the, right? no, the surveillance okay. department okay. gave me the data right. for three years of dengue. What I asked for is data on patients and addresses so okay. I could compute the cluster similar to what John Snow did. Got it. They gave me an additional data which I did not ask okay. but which proved to be the pivotal, right? They gave me the age. Age. And what did you learn about the age? Majority of the dengue patients are children. School growing wow. children. At what, around what age? Like what's the what's the range? So like you know from a between eight to sixteen. So they were beaten beaten in schools. My God. So now that we know they're being beaten in schools, okay. all I had to do was to fire up Google Satellite View to look for schools that are surrounded by water. Got it. Right, so simple. If I tell you, it's logical. Wow, right? and right now in the Philippines as we speak, what we're fucking fighting about is the dang vaccine. When in the reality, the vaccine, okay, it's preventive, but you're not solving the real source, which is the fucking mosquito, right? And now, how are you uh, able to do no, this? No comment because I want to be on the good graces of Department of Health. <laughs> uh, shout out to Dr. Pinkoy Duque, who's also a fellow Dagupenyo. There you go. There you uh, go. Uh, this is Secretary Duque? Yes. Okay, so there. There's already a good sample. So, what did you do? Uh, to, so, you saw the stagnant water around the schools. Yep. Now, I use Facebook. I said, hello, friends. I okay. have this data analytics, okay. and this is the insight. Okay. What do we do with this? God. And then a friend of mine, uh, Wesley Rosario, who's oh. the director for the Bureau of Fisheries and Aquatic Resource, wow. comes out and says, uh, mosquito fish. What is a mosquito fish? Guess what they're eating? Mosquito? Larvae. Larvae. And unlike the mosquito adult that can fly away, the larvae cannot go anywhere. Wow! So they eat them before they even turn to a mosquito. Mosquitoes! Oh, the eggs, the technically. But the question is, okay, so there's stagnant water. Are those fish going to thrive on any type of stagnant water? What if it's just a little puddle that eventually goes away? Of course. Very good question. Yeah. So there are two areas. Uh, the areas where the fishes can thrive, we release the mosquito fish. Okay. Uh, in areas where they don't really thrive, okay. we use what they call Bacillus thuringiensis israelensis. Wow, that is so scientific. What does that do? So it's it's a naturally occurring soil organism that when eaten by a larvae causes their guts to rupture. How do you even spread that out? Because they're in the middle of the water. How do you even know? Because it's hard to detect those guys. So I discovered them in Singapore. Okay. Uh, as you know, Singapore also has dengue hotspots. And, right. and one of their countermeasures is what they call a mosquito dunk. You place it in the gutter so when it rains, everything goes down. So the active ingredient there is PTI. But the problem here is it's very expensive. So Google is your friend. Again, Google is your friend. <laughs> This microbiologist, Bentocelia, okay. discovered a way to propagate BTI in coconuts. And guess what we have a lot oh of? God. What we do we have a lot of in the Philippines? The coconut coconuts. Coconuts. <laughs> so you just place it where? 
So you you place a couple of it inside the coconut, and okay. and it grows inside the coconut juice. And in three to four days, you can throw the entire coconut into stagnant water. It will spread. What the fuck? And for Are the you next, kidding me? And for the next thirty days, all the mosquitoes in that pond will die. And only mosquitoes, fish, goats, cats, dogs, cows, cattle—they're safe. My goodness! And how many lives had to fucking? I'm so shocked because how many lives had to be you know taken away before we even do this? And it's just in a fucking coconut in our backyard, guys. If you're listening to this, help spread, me out. help spread, spread the word. this shit out. Spread this episode out, please. There's also a Facebook post from way back detailing how Wilson was able to do this. Your civic duty when you're listening to this is to spread it, not because of my fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. It's because. We have a problem that can be solved, have been solved, and can be solved further. And just to also add, add to that, it's it's not just my project alone because it's a group. So shout out to Mark Pemel Aviva who credit where credit is. Ah, uh, yeah, credit for his idea on satellites. Okay. Benjamin Tan for his uh, help with the Arduino and his groundbreaking idea of how we could actually use the satellite to detect stagnant water. Ooh. It was his idea. We just did. The calculation, and you see what we what's going on. It's teamwork. Teamwork. The battle is not done. Mm-hmm. There's so many lives being taken right smack now when it's dengue season. We just need to get into the LGUs or whoever has the power to get this out. Even you, you have a fucking coconut. Put the shit done. Yeah. Put in the second water. Do it yourself. Yeah. It can be done. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And. Um, we decided to share the technology. It's useless if it's just sitting inside our brains. Okay. Uh, we have a workshop session September 6th. Where? Uh, in my offices in Bunuan, Dagupan. Okay. And we've invited LGUs to attend. Okay. Uh, sadly, the LGUs that have registered are those coming from Sambuanga, Ilocos, uh, yeah. one from Dagupan, but none from the nearby areas. Right, right. So like, it's like, what? Yeah. Why? But ha- if they are not able to attend the September 6th one, where can they at least contact you or whatever to be? So the idea here is the people we start to train, okay. uh, we okay. hope we can enlist them to be trainers themselves. Okay, so, so basically it's going to be a movement, right? You yeah. pay it forward. Yeah. Right? You do not profit Hearing out of this, yeah, this is no. all trying to do this. Okay, that's that's amazing. So, guys, if you do that, how do you, if they want to be one of the trainers, what do they do? Um, there's here's the nice thing. Okay. Uh, they join the FB group Mosquito Real Time Sensos, right? Once they join, on the right side, there's a link to files, and there's a step by step guide. Dude. You can study it on your own, and you can count on me to be your advisor in case you get stuck. You I'll just ask PM you a favor. Me. Give me yeah. that file. I'll put it on HustleShare. All right. Okay. So that, uh, on the show notes, when you're listening to this, go to hustleshare.com. You'll be able to see the file themselves. If you're a lazy guy, it's okay. But that yeah, will make it easier for you. Spread it out. Propagate this. And we also have a ready-made template. If you want to champion the techniques here and and present it to your mayor, to your executive. Right. We already have that slide. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just. Plug it in. Save your country, guys. This yeah. Is, but all right, let's ask now a few questions for for hustle share as as we we speak. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of data ethics, you said right. Mm-hmm. What's your advice for people who are into data that are sitting on a pile of data and how to do that 
properly so that we don't get manipulated or get propaganda because it can be tempting. It's the new gold. You know what you're sitting on. What are you? What's your advice for people who have that access and how to make it an ethical weapon? For the world to be better. So um, right now, among my friends in data analytics circles, um, there's a movement called making your data explainable, or your algorithm, or your insights explainable. Got it. So uh, commonly, the like there are techniques like neural network, Got where it. it's just a black box. Okay. So it will spit out a formula without telling you why. Okay. So now there's a movement to say that hey, you know we need to be exp we need to be able to explain this and understandable by humans. Okay. So that's one. Uh, the second obviously is respect for PII, personally identifiable information. Okay. And I can tell you, you know, we we don't need your name. We don't need to know who you are. Right, right. We just need the statistics. Correct. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be granular by default. And obviously, when you when you select your data set, okay. make sure it's representative of the population. Exactly. So, the, you know, the horror stories like, you know, the facial recognition works well in China, mm -hmm. but then they faced it to a black person and it went totally haywire. <laughs> uh, apparently, wow. because they didn't. Think yeah. of using black people for exactly. training. Exactly. So just be again. Put that into consideration. Now for Filipino startups, I've seen you. That's how I know you. I knew you. You've always been active whenever there's startup events. Blah blah. Mm -hmm. Why are Why were you always there? And especially like in Echelon, I saw you a few months back. And what? Uh -huh. When you go there, why are you there? And what can you advise Filipino startups, knowing that you know what you've been exposed with? Because. I'm pretty sure there's something that, that, that we're still lacking at one point. What are your advice to, to maximize what we still lack on? Um, well, you know, you, you need to get exposure. So remember when I first said intelligence is not a monopoly. No one person knows it all. Right. So you go out and see what else is out there. Okay. And you, you, you know. Once you see it, you know this is superior to what I have. Okay. And adapt the superior uh, practice, platform, product, or service into your own. Okay. And then mash it. The other side is, of course, networking. Right. Get to know people. But how do you make sure you're... Because it can be delivered. It can be a mixed bag sometimes. Yes. Right? You go to Singapore, attend a whatever. Yeah. Right? But again, okay, you're also limited by your old physical capacity to explore the room. We can, we can have all the boots and whatnot. Is there a certain technique that you've learned to be able to find the right ones and be deliberate rather than going shotgun? I'm only gonna go after these guys. Uh, <laughs> I've been fortunate to have a team of my own. Remember we have a call center? Right. Uh, we have our very own social media monitoring team. Ah, right. So before you, you. So before you right. go, okay, this is where I'm going. Okay. Uh, where's the buzz? Got it. Okay, so that's it. And if you don't have that team, you can do that yourself. Mm -hmm. But what do you look for when you're looking for that buzz? So areas of my interest, like you know, uh, AI, okay. data, data okay. privacy, say security, uh, anything to do with the cloud. These are the technologies I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, advice for people who that wanna venture out here, knowing you've been here how long? Uh, over 10 years. Wow, it's a long time. Yeah. And so, what are the pros and cons of doing business here? Because, of course, we understand the pros, but also Singapore is one of the most expensive markets out there. Mm -hmm. right? what, what would be your advice for people who want to follow into that trail of doing it here and staying here, whatever? Uh, 
and what that setup would be. So those are the things that they should know before they even make that move. Right. So like the hardest thing is to set up your roots. Okay. Right. So you, we all grew up in the Philippines, so we have our own network. Right. That network is not transportable. Got it. Right. But then that's the con. But the pro is. Once you set up your own roots in Singapore, you can act as a bridge for both your Singaporean friends and your Philippine friends to do some sort of transnational business together. Borderless. Got it. Yeah. All right. Now, in terms of con, what, what are the cons? Expensive? It's highly competitive here. Right. And the level of, you know, the Filipino attitude of pwede na yan. Yeah. Uh, this won't cut it here. It won't cut it here. So, okay. so like you know. So how do how do you then battle that if if that's the type that's what we're dealing with? So you better make sure you can deliver. So it's really reputation. Yes, it's a reputational economy. If you say you're going to do something, you do something. Back it up. Yeah. All right, sounds good. And any in any market, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, walk to walk, walk, walk to walk, talk to talk. Yep. That's it. All right. Uh, last question for those people that want to study analytics and properly harness this gold mine of what it is. What would be your advice, people that want to study now, knowing what you know? Mm -hmm. Right. What are those things that they should be aware of? Is there tools that they should mm -hmm. be using? Mm -hmm. like that? What are those like? So it depends on your budget. Okay. The, the high-end analytics tool costs you know hundreds of thousands of pesos. Right. Uh, but then you can get away with the lower, the, the cheaper ones or the, even the free ones. Right. So it depends on your budget and your needs and what you intend to do. For okay. example, the stagnant water pools that, that we're going to share in our workshop right. is a free software, QGIS. Wow. wow. So you want to learn QGIS? Simple. You, you join the Geographic Information Society of the Philippines Facebook page. Boom. Boom! Everybody's there. Everybody's helpful, because you know the techniques we were using right. uh, were were done on Tableau. So Tableau mm. is a very expensive uh, software that right. we were thinking, you know, not every LGU can afford. True. Right. So we switched over to QGIS. But then I was a newbie in uh, QGIS, so right. I depended heavily on the members there. Like, you know, how do you do this? To them, it's simple, but to, to me, it's like I'm a newbie, so I, I wouldn't know how to do it. Okay. Right? So, like, you know, people came in with saying, okay, what do you need to do? Okay. Join attributes by location. Attributes Boom. by location. By location. So, oh, okay. What's, what does attributes by location mean? So, like, you have an overlay of data, you have one layer of data, let's okay. say a points. You have GPS, right? But those GPS points don't have, like, say, barangay name. Mm. And they don't have the municipal name, right? So you have another layer of map that has the layer. It's like Geopic. There's a local startup yes, here, uh, here uh, J-Boy, Dodong J-Boy. Uh, Dodong J-Boy, hi, and Hello. see Nino. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. That's, just, that's what they do. They were in the final pitch as well yep. uh, to, to get this done. Uh, yeah, and that's that's something you, you can use. Any other basic tools that they should use just to be able to do a deep dive? At the end of the day, before we go to step 10. So if you want to be a hardcore uh, data analyst, right. um, there are two camps right now. It, it's R. I, I learned R, right. and then there's Python. R and Python. Python. So, so if you were like the dean of a computer college, Got it. Python is the course to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. 
yeah. <laughs> right there. And then it gets that bitten like a constrictor right there. Python, because it not only does data analytics, it, okay. it can also be used for web application. Yeah. Right. right. So and, and that's what majority of the people are doing right now, whether yeah. it's what, uh, that or Okay. Now, Wilson, again, thank you very much for, for the being here in Hustle Share. This was probably the most difficult episode we had to do, but he had to do this. Yeah. This is for our country, and thank you very much. What's your message for those people that want to get to know you more, ask you any questions and all that? How did they do that? Join our advocacy. We have three. So again, projectbass.org for the internet. Okay. Improve internet in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, mosquito real-time census for mosquito-borne illnesses. Okay. Uh, xyz for our ambient environmental measuring. Mm -hmm. Yep. So those are the three advocates. Right. If they want to message you or get in touch with you directly, how do they do that? Um, never, never use a sexy picture. <laughs> I look at it as jailbait. Okay, jailbait. So, so unless you, if you post uh, and I see your profile as you right, know, right, sexy, right. Be, uh, yeah, no. these, nope. these guys are not serious. Nope. Okay, so yeah. just, uh, how do they do that? Message you on Messenger or whatnot? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay, so just look for what? Add, add sure. me as a friend. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Don't send a sexy picture. Oh. Especially if you're a guy, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the time, right? No, you know, I, I was thinking maybe later after we're done, I'll send you a sexy picture of me. And uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that would probably pick you out. So yeah, no, 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 no. I, what I will do is I will get your picture, use data analytics and deep fakes. <laughs> oh my god, hell no, 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 no. <laughs> no, alright, that's uh, scary. That's I'm done. Alright. Yeah. Thank you again. <laughs> Wilson, appreciate it. And again, guys, don't forget to join our community. Uh go to Hustle Share Community if you want any inside gibs on who we who we'd be uh, talking to very soon. And also don't forget to message us on the Hustle Share chatbot. Uh, just go to m.me slash Hustle Share powered by chatbot.ph and guys support Pinoy podcasters. But I'm just one of them. There's tons more and there's a lot more coming up. So go to podcastnetwork.asia. We're powered by them and we're very, very lucky to be working uh, with them as well. So again, thank you very much, Wilson. Bye-bye. Thank you All for right. having me. Bye -bye. Thank you very much and I'll see you guys in the next episode. So, Peace. Uh.